Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. My name is David. Today I'm with Ariel and we are two Jews. Thanks for joining me, Ariel. Hello, hello. Thank you and thank you for having me uh, again as your uh, company for today. Yeah. So we wanted to touch kind of, last time you and I ch chatted, we did chat a bit about this idea of being Jewish, right? Being like sort of a Jew. Um, and so I think that's just an interesting track that I want to continue down. I spoke with someone else about how that kind of, what that meant being raised and if we were to raise our kids. But, you know, I do want to kind of touch on what that means in our lives now. Um, the, and, and I have many friends who are, who say they're Jewish, right? Um, you know, if, if I were to talk to any religious person or, or anyone who would say they represent a segment of the Jewish community, they would just say we are Jews, right? And I actually had a funny conversation with my modern Orthodox aunt and she was like, what do people say when they say they're a Jew, but they're not a Jew Jew, right? Like the, the idea of that double word, like, you know, are you fat or are you fat fat? So it's like, are you a Jew or are you a Jew Jew? And so it's kind of like that, I guess, right? A lot of, you know, us and our peers might consider ourselves Jews, but not like, not like Jewy Jews, not Jew Jews, right? So is that kind of where where your head's at as well yeah it's actually pretty interesting i i um funny enough i had some very similar conversations over the past week uh meeting up with some friends that i used to go to uh, elementary school with and i was fortunate enough that um i went to a, a jewish elementary school uh, and was able to have that kind of presence uh, from a younger age mm -hmm. um and I met up with him and he goes, oh, yeah, you know, did you know my sister's uh, married and she's got a couple of kids? And I go, oh, that's a great thing. And she goes, and he, <laughs> and he goes, yeah, she's uh, she's pretty damn uh, religious. And I go, oh, that's pretty cool. And he goes, uh, do you do anything Jewish? And then first of all, the root of that question in itself was like, uh, was like, OK, what are we talking? What kind of Jewish are we talking? Are we talking like uh you know, juju, like, yeah. are we talking, you know, just Jewish? Yeah. So and that, I, that kind of question, it's like, what, what really classifies and what are you jumping into? Yeah. And um, I, I was chatting with a couple of friends the other day as well. And, you know, I joked about wanting to marry one of them. And then the other one said, oh no, you're becoming, a, you're becoming more Jewy. So it won't work with her. She doesn't want to be more Jewy, <laughs> even though like all three of us are Jews. Right. But it's like this. It's like, oh, I'm leveling up my Jew or whatever. Um, yeah. So it, so what was the kind of what what did you ask that question of your friend? What was the determination of what he meant by more Jewy? Uh, I think it was just doing things in the community and, uh, um, you know, I, I guess observing uh, uh, like we came from very, I guess, uh, similar backgrounds. But uh, I guess I. You know from a younger age and, and still to this day on Friday nights I don't go out and I, I do you know observe a little bit more closely but not fully right I don't uh, I don't turn off uh, uh, you know I don't avoid electricity on, on Shabbat and even if it's if it's a hug or if it's a, which is a holiday mm. uh, I don't kind of uh, you know uh, fully observe the holiday in, in that way uh, but I'll still practice. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll kind of go through the motions because I do see a value to it. Yeah. Um, and so I guess it's like there's, uh, you know, it's normally when people say they're becoming more Jewy, it's around the religion, I guess, more observant. 
of the religion but there is like you know this idea of engaging with the jewish community irrespective of like how observant you are with the religion and, and i wonder do people consider that being more jewy as well um if they're just going to start like volunteering more um and that kind of thing yeah oh, and it's you know it's actually really funny because for me i never considered myself being very jewish until i started actually uh, meeting up with a couple of uh, uh, of my friends on, on you know, at university and we, we'd get a little bit like deeper into studies in the program and so forth. And um, I, I only kind of got a little bit more social with my studies uh, in my last, uh, you know, couple of years of studying in uh, my BA. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, you want to hang out on a Saturday? You want to hang out on Sunday? You want to do a study session on Friday night? It's like, okay, I can't. You know what I mean? Why? Because, you know, it's family night and then it got a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I do Shabbat and so forth. But then there's also like that feeling of, oh, I never really considered myself as someone that's really Jewish because, well, I have like, I have a bunch of Jewish friends, but the only Jewish friends that I really talk to are like, you know, one or two out of like a whole group of, you know, friends that I went to yeah. elementary school with, you know, uh, the odd friend from high school, like yourself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then, uh, and that's it. So it, it's funny because I, I didn't really consider myself in like being like, oh yeah, you're, you're so, you're totally Jewish, man. You don't go out on Friday nights. Like that's a, I heard a lot of Jews do that. And mm -hmm. then there's that other hand of like, um, of like, uh, do I have a lot of Jewish friends? Do I hang out with a lot of Jews? I don't think so. So maybe I'm not that Jewish. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. And like, as I've started to, for whatever reason, I'm not even quite sure why, but I've started to like trend more towards being more more observant in, in a very small sense at the moment. But like I put up two mezuzahs in my house, like on the main entrance and my bedroom entrance. And just uh, two days ago, my friend asked me like what that was. So I explained, I mean, as well as I could. Um, what it's for and it's I don't know it's I've never like explicitly called attention to my own Judaism I guess like I never really wore sweaters that had big Star of David's on them or uh, even wore <laughs> wore much like you know a Star of David chain I, I didn't really like calling attention to it but like there's you know inherent in its practice and then also I, I now give myself Saturdays off from any plans right cool. I still do electronics um, a bit. I'm trying to limit that and stuff and, and be more observant. Um, but it's interesting because I still don't, I don't consider myself as following Shabbat yet. So I don't, I, I feel uncomfortable claiming it. So, you know, I, I work part time and they said everyone has to work two Saturday shifts. And I'm like, well, I don't like, I don't want to do that. And I like not working, but I don't feel comfortable enough claiming it's a religious thing yet because I don't, like right so it's like it is kind of but it also yeah. feels partially like an excuse to to me because i i don't yeah. actually observe it properly um and that kind of thing but i did like you know one of my i have two part-time jobs and the other one they said you know can we have a meeting saturday morning i was like actually i don't really i'm not available saturday can we do sunday but it's like if they if there's any push then i i kind of give in because i don't i have i don't deem myself to, as having met the standard yet of quote following shabbat i guess yeah oh I, honestly man like i think that's a really good approach and i think it's you know you you know if you want to be open about it uh, uh great um 
I think you shouldn't cut yourself short. You know, I think you should. <laughs> For me, I'm like, you know, in terms of uh, availability in my work, um, I love what I do. Uh, so it's it's very hard for me to say you know these are my hours and so forth. But mm. um, even though I don't I don't pr- you know I don't fully observe Shabbat, um, and I don't turn off all my electronics, and I don't uh, you know uh, uh, go to shul and and, and do everything uh, that you'd be observing like if you're maybe even modern Orthodox or, or ultra Orthodox. But uh, Oh, I just put that right out there, man. I'm like, no, no, I'm Jewish, man. I'm not working Friday nights, Saturdays, can't do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh okay. And it, But, you know, it's it's funny because I've had Israeli bosses where they turn around and they're like, oh, that's interesting. You don't wear a kippah and I notice you don't, uh, uh, you don't do a couple things. And I'm like, well, you know, then you, you have to kind of like defend yourself a little yeah. bit uh, further. But for people that don't have that inside look, um, you know, I, I'm very open about it. I'm like, and, and that's really my approach to kind of people that have, uh, you know, the people that aren't Jewish, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be very open about my religion. If they have any questions, I'm very, I'm like super open to answering them. Yeah. Um, I on it, like, I very openly say that I'm not an expert and I don't observe things to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is some leeway in, you know, uh, dietary restrictions and so forth. And, you know, on Shabbat, like I won't leave uh, in the winter time. I won't leave work at like 3.30 or 4 before Shabbat. Um, but I'm not working, you know, beyond like 6 or 7, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, that's that's always been my, my approach. Sometimes it bit me in the ass, but uh, I guess everything kind of does. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because I think for me, it's like, you know, some of these, uh, are kind of established like they've known me for a long time so for me to start saying oh now like all of a sudden now yeah. I can't work Saturdays right and then I think the bar from their end seems high like I and maybe this is just my own my own head right but it seems like the bar would be higher right like I'm not wearing a kippah full Jew so it, it seems like oh David's <laughs> just decided it's nice to not have to work Saturdays and that happens to align with his religion right um, and like when I was when I was looking for a part-time job or planning to um, having left my other job it was around the same time I was deciding like I know I'm going to start following Shabbat a bit more and that kind of stuff and it was like well good luck finding a new job that's part-time at like a Starbucks that you don't have to work Friday night and Saturday right like that's when yeah. they put the new people and so it's like it's interesting to kind of try and mesh those two things together right um, that's true man that's true and I think um, you know one of the tricks that uh, uh, I can't remember who taught it to me it was either like my brother or my mom or something but I was just you know I was I was looking for the same kind of job uh, you know, working at a coffee shop or just something that's just going to give me a little bit of money yeah um, availability you always like I'm available anytime until it gets you know until you get the job and they say okay you know I'm by the way come, like, exactly and <laughs> then the if way. they fire you it's religious <laughs> persecution <laughs> i never went that far but that's actually a pretty good card you might yeah <laughs> and well, you know as jews we like to we like to make the throw the guilt on right yeah so, that's bit. funny but you, it's it's funny also like walking into the job it's like how jewish do you want to look yeah what's well, the other thing like i <laughs> 
I like having like, you know, the mezuzahs as reminders and stuff. And I like the idea of a kippah. I haven't uh, pulled the trigger on that yet. I don't know if I ever mm -hmm. will. Um, but I like the idea of like, you know, reminding yourself about God's presence and that kind of thing, which is, you know, a lot of, I was talking with a, an, a quote ultra-Orthodox guy not too long ago. And um, even like we were talking about why you say a prayer, why he says a prayer after the bathroom. And it's still just like reminding like the wonder of the of the body's capability to get nourishment from food and then and then dispose of it right and like it's it's kind of just like consistently reminding yourself of the wonders of life and that kind of thing but i find no, it, 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 sorry go on go on and then I'll, I'll jump in after oh i was gonna switch topics anyway so yeah what oh yeah okay i'm gonna jump in man before i yeah. miss the boat but um uh, that's actually one of the things that really drew me in. Like everybody always has like a different pull. Uh, for example, if like they're trying something new, for example, like a, an exercise class, mm -hmm. some people like the, they like the schmooze a little bit. Some people like the, like they like to come in, they like to do their thing and get out of there. And uh, some people just find it hard to work out by themselves. So, um, you know, everybody has their own reasons. For me, it was like, I was actually drawn in by the exact same thing. Uh, I was drawn in by like, okay, why don't you be a little bit more mindful and a little bit more observant mm -hmm. of the, the kind of amazing things that uh, either happen in life or just that your body can do and the amazing things around it. Uh, of course, I was, you know, I went to school until grade five. So I had that influence of like, okay, here are the practices. We're kind of going to tell you why they're important, but not really, mm -hmm. uh, but you got to do them anyway because you're Jewish. Yeah. And then and everybody else is doing them. And then, you know, I kind of fizzled out, lost taste for a while until I got to university and uh, felt that I needed a little bit more of an influence. And, and it was exactly what you described what, is what brought me back in. It was like, how can I, uh, you know, how can I bring this uh, certain things that I just kind of take for granted uh, into more appreciation? And I thought that was one of the things that really, that really stuck with me. And that was my real pull. But, uh, but yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. And it's, uh, you know, that's one for me as well. But it's interesting you mentioned the like gym analogy and like some people want a workout partner and that kind of thing. I definitely feel if I had a community of Jews around me, I'd be much more observant and I, I'd want to follow more of the traditional stuff too. And so I went to synagogue here. There's a pretty small community in Kitchener, Waterloo. And I went to synagogue like a month or so ago and it was nice. Like, I didn't even enjoy the service as much as the uh, like I went and hung out with some of them afterwards and it's a lot of it seemed like you know mid-30 modern orthodox people with young kids and so I didn't exactly fit in but they still made me feel completely at home and like I hadn't really had to be honest that sense of community in years right and it was really nice these people I just met um, but again it's not the same they're not at my place right like it, it, I kind of want someone like you and other people who are like in a similar you know, headspace as me and like rediscovering Judaism or at least my age, my, my life stage. It's different when like these are four or five families with kids who are, are all like already practicing modern Orthodox. So I, I do want to, you know, I've been pretty busy with some other stuff right now, but I definitely want to start making it a priority to go kind of go to whatever little events there are here and check out the other synagogues because I feel like um, it would... To, to see it kind of reflected instead of most of the Jews I talk to from back home are like, 
just consistently like, why are you even doing this? Like, what's wrong with you, <laughs> right? And so that messaging definitely doesn't filter well into my brain, right? When I'm trying to like figure out what's important to me and that kind of stuff. So it'd be nice to have a, a community around it um, for me. Because my family yeah, doesn't really do much of it either, right? Um, mm. And they never really have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's an interesting space. It's like, like I figured there'd be, you know, when I was, uh, when I had a, a little bit more of like a jumpstart of curiosity when I was just in my first couple of years of university, mm -hmm. uh, I figured there were like one or two people kind of like in my situation, but I guess that's the irony about being in the position, right? It's like, you know, you jump into a synagogue where, which is where you would find Jews, right? Mm -hmm. One would assume. Um, and, and uh, you know, I've been in the situation where almost like zero of the people that I'm with are 100% relatable to my situation. I'm not going to say 100% relatable, but but kind of fit a similar profile. Like, yeah, you know, somebody in their, you know, early, mid-20s, um, not entirely religious, but is, is curious about learning more. Mm -hmm. Um and it kind of just felt like that cheese shop sketch in uh, Monty Python. Uh, I don't know if you know that one, but basically it's about a guy. Okay, so long and short of it, it's about a guy who asks, he goes into a cheese shop and uh, he asks for one type of cheese and they say, oh no, we just ran out of that one. And then, <laughs> and then he asks for another one and he's like, oh, let me check in the back. Oh, we don't have that one. And he goes through a hundred cheeses and they don't have any of the cheese that he's looking for. Yeah. But it's a cheese shop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's the, I think that was the irony of, of the whole thing. And um, it's good to, to know that there's a, uh, you know, of course, like someone uh, uh, like minded that is, you know, kind of looking for the same things, but you know, you're not entirely head over heels and not uh, either modern or ultra orthodox. I think I think a big part of it is also even age, right? Like, because, you know, I, I was talking to this guy who's a few years younger than me, who's now ultra-Orthodox recently, deter like, recently decided. And I felt a real sense of camaraderie with him, even though we have different... Because we just have similar life experiences to this point, right? Yeah. So even though he has, you know, you know jumped right in, um, it's so different to talk to him, even though he's the most Orthodox from that synagogue, than the, you know, uh, more established in their life adults, let's call it, right? Um, so I really just, I, I think as, like, level of observance and, and stuff is a key thing, but I do think, like, life experience, and I think there's still, between, like, the Gen Xers and the Millennials, like, there is a decent change in lifestyle and the way we lived, right? And, and even just like the way we engage. So I was even more comfortable to ask him, you know, really anything and anything about how kind of absurd it seems to me to be ultra orthodox. Um, whereas I wouldn't feel as comfortable and I feel like older generations aren't as open to being so uh, blatantly questioned, right? Um, yeah, no, I, th I it's think kind you're of right. And thing. I think, uh, no, it's finding someone at the right life stage. Mm -hmm. um, and it was interesting because I found, you know, uh, I, the organization that um, I got involved with, you know, uh, when I was in school, that's uh, Aisha Torah. Mm -hmm. They're not endorsing me to say this, so uh, <laughs> they didn't pay me in any way. But um, they actually had some pretty cool uh, uh, programs that brought in people, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, young to mid mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I found that was very interesting because I didn't see any of the other, uh, congregations that at least within my network, uh, we're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've noticed that you go to a couple different synagogues, uh, and my family has been to many, uh, we're just trying to find the right fit, you know, where we're comfortable, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, where it's hard to find people that are, uh, exactly, you know, relating to the age and, uh, our category, but it's also like what happens is, you know, people in their mid, uh, and early twenties, they go away for school. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's hard to find a lot of Jews in that specific bracket. So when you come in on the high holidays, even though most people are supposed to have it off and be home, like very few times, you know, would I find someone my age? So that's one of the cool things I liked about Asia Torah is that they brought in a bunch of programs that attracted younger people like myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so important because really um, our generation seems to be so averse to religion, right? And, and the idea of it. So it's like um, actually do, being proactive with outreach and, and for Judaism particularly because it's, I mean, it's not just the observance of the religion, right? It's like a, a, a bigger package, even though I think other religions are as well. It's kind of explicit in Judaism, let's call it. Um, and so doing that outreach, I think, is so important. And, you know, I've, I've talked to some Christian friends about this as well, but about like, you know, if I'm interested in doing that kind of thing or if I want it, you got to kind of create it yourself too, right? So like if I can find, you know, three or four other young Jews who want to find the other 10 or even or whatever, right? It's like starting to find something to, you know, be a lightning rod to attract people back to uh, the community and, and the, the faith, I guess. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And I think, um, I think that's being done in maybe some other circles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, uh, maybe it was a little bit stronger. Uh, well, in Thornhill, the GTA Toronto is such a big community to draw from, right? Like, uh, the, the synagogue here, the Kitchener one is, uh, seems to be struggling just to like maintain like to maintain its running, right? Like, so it's it's more concerned with just like any Jews rather than, but like the future is in the young Jews, right? Um, yeah. But it seems like a hard resource to tap, I guess. So it's like, you know, maybe, maybe working with the struggling communities, you know, and, and being a bridge to the, the currently more secular Jews, right? Because I definitely think there are, there are some around, but they're definitely not going to shul, right? So it's like, what yeah. can they do to at least get them in the door um, and that kind of thing. One thing it makes me think of and, uh, you know, I'm, is birthright, right? Like birthright is something that so many young Jews do. And I, I kind of regret that I went when I did because my priorities were not proper, in my opinion, now. And so the trip was just kind of like a party fest, right? Like it was yeah. and like. It was a bunch of 22-year-olds concerned with drinking and sex, right? And it's like it happened to be in Israel. Um, and like I enjoyed the trip, but I got so much less out of it than I would in this current headspace. Whether or not like it's about Judaism, particularly my current headspace, just the headspace I'm in, right? Um, so I kind of like it feels like kind of a missed opportunity there to really forge like bonds around Judaism with people. And I don't know how many listeners uh had you know actual cultural and religious experiences on their birthright trip but i'd say like 
we largely did not, right? Uh, it was kind of just like a, like a typical Euro trip type deal, right? Um, which, which is kind of unfortunate in the grand scheme of things, I, I think. I'm not going to let my uh, uh, a family friend of mine hear that who's uh, happily involved with birth rate. Well, no, if anything, they should hear that, right? Like, no, I'm kidding. They, you're right, man. And honestly, I think a lot of people have a similar experiences where they go on a birthright trip and they're like, oh, I'm stoked, man. I heard uh, Israel's supposed to be a beautiful place. There's beautiful, uh, uh, you know, girls walking around on the beach and the food is great and I'm, I'm prepared to have the best shawarma I've ever had. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, uh, that's one mindset, I think. And then uh, the other mindset is like, you know, I'm going because I'm generally curious versus, you know, I'm going on a crazy trip and it's free. Yeah. Like there's an attraction to that, but um, I think, I think first of all, you have to sell the trip. Yeah. Um, but it that's, shouldn't that's, be that hard to sell. It's a free two week trip to a different country, right? You'd think it's not that right. hard to sell. You're right. But it's like, it's, it's like, what is the goal of the trip? Mm -hmm. and um uh i know going I in a lot of people were kind of concerned uh, in my group at least we talked that we were concerned it was going to try and convert us to judaism like more hardcore yeah. not convert us but like which in, is which is very funny right yeah it, it ended up more because you're already jews yeah <laughs> right but we didn't want to get like sucked into the religion religion because we were all jewish right like yeah. But it definitely felt more pro-Israel than pro-Judaism, right? Like a bunch of the guys by the end were like, we should join the army. Let's let's protect Israel more than like, yeah. let's go to shul every Saturday. No, that's it, man. And, and like with Birthright, I feel like we should have a whole other podcast on this, man. But Probably, yeah. Uh, like a, like an episode, but it's like, what what's the goal? Yeah. What do they want from, from Birthright? And, um, I wonder how much I, they engage back after the fact, like not like immediately, how it. was your trip, but like three years later or like now they should reach out to like people who did the trip five years ago and say like, how would you like, are you satisfied with your trip? What would have given you more value instead of just talking to the 22 year olds, 21 year olds who just got back and loved their party trip, right? Like. Yeah. you know, follow up with the 30 year olds who did it five, 10 years ago and in their overall Jewish journey and, and, and potentially Israel, Israel journey, you know, what, fa what factor did birthright play in? No, it's, it, I think that's one of the bigger things. It's like, what, what is the long standing impact that mm -hmm. uh, birthright has on its attendees? And I, I think for me, like I'm, I'm going to Israel either way. I got, you know, a lot of family there. Yeah. And uh, it was it was actually a nice way to uh, kind of um, see Israel from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. um, because I got talking to my family after the trip. I extended my stay. And then I did uh, half a year of studies uh, at, at Hebrew U oh, nice. um, afterwards. So that was actually pretty cool. But it was it was cool, like, talking to my family after and being like, Hey, we just went to, you know, this site and this site and like these like popular places. And they're like, oh, yeah, I went there as a kid. We should go again. Mm -hmm. uh, and it kind of got them curious. So I think for people that are already biting, it's it's a good uh, it's a good uh, opportunity. And it's just like it has that kind of pull. Mm -hmm. um, but you're right. Maybe they need to. Uh, or maybe maybe 
yeah, maybe they need to uh, make like a couple different kinds of uh, experiences. And I think they're uh, doing that, that now. A older. I think they, yeah, right? they have it's, added it's, it's a new It's changed trip. quite a bit. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think maybe when it, I don't know when it started, but maybe when it started, it was, you know, people didn't have this prolonged adolescence that we have now, right? So the 22-year-olds who were going were in, you know, about to start a family potentially versus, you know, uh, being a a student for the next five years. And it is just like the society is quite different now than it it was relatively recently. Um, But so, you know, we started with, uh, you know, this idea of how Jew, how Jewy are, are, are the Jews and like, and, and, you know, what levels are there? Because it, it seems like, you know, Christians who aren't practicing Christians largely don't consider themselves Christians. Um, And I think, you know, when I I mentioned uh, some other time about the, this survey I did and, and the Jews didn't say they were atheists, they still said they were Jewish, right? But they were kind of ish. Right. So even if they don't believe in God, they're still Jewish. Um, even if they don't follow any of the religions, they're, they're still Jewish. And so it's just interesting. And I think, I mean, to me, that just means that there is a deeper connection. And, and there's like, um, you know, there's also more possibility for a, a more easy, like, pull back in, let's say. And, and not that I'm saying I, I want to, you know, bring everyone back to the religion because I don't even know how much, you know, I'm into the religion still. But it's just so interesting that, you know, there's very few that seem to just renounce it altogether. And I mean, the community wouldn't even acknowledge it if they did, because, no, you're still Jewish. What do you mean? Right. So it's just it's an interesting, uh, unique feature of of the of the religion and uh, nationhood, I suppose. Yeah, I think so, too. I think um, one of the neat things that. uh, I think that I grew up with and that I noticed that was different from a lot of my peers who strayed from their uh, religions uh, or cultures uh, is that like I I was sort of like a part of like a very small kind of tight-knit group um, and I found that like you know the same things were, were kind of happening um, where it was like there's like a uniqueness like there's like uh to, to Judaism, where you have like a cultural element, you have like a, a nationhood element, you have uh, it, like this kind of multifaceted uh, kind of uh, experience, um, you know, uh, and there's like very specific foods that you eat and, mm-hmm. and all these things that are like uh, kind of build into this um, culture where it's like, um, almost like a uh it's yeah, a one-stop a shop like a yeah one-stop it, shop but i don't have my like a, my christian observances and my polish food and and this practice it's no it's all my jewish stuff exactly yeah but the interesting thing is that's how it's kind of uh viewed from the outside too yeah internally though internally interestingly enough there's a lot there's a huge amount of diversity mm-hmm. and i i think that's one of the issues that you know that I started to face through. I'm like, man, it's kind of hard to find like some Moroccan Jews out there that, uh, <laughs> you know, that are not entirely uh, uh, fluent in Hebrew and they're also not uh, uh, entirely observant. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I also and maybe the community's out there, but it was it was very hard to find. The Russian Jews are like super easy to find, man. I don't yeah. know what's going on, but <laughs> for me, I usually like the first uh, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. It's all you know. Russian Jews are super easy for me to find, but yeah. I anyway, think there's also this, I think, you know, where I'll end it off is that I, I think we need Canadian Jewry, right? Like, I think that is what needs to start being established because, you know, a lot of the religious cultures as they've moved to North America, they've either kept their deep rootedness or they've gone kind of bankrupt, <laughs> to put it bluntly. And it seems yeah. that especially with our generation and moving forward, for many, it's just been kind of dismissed right so it's like how do we create an, an idea of of reuniting the jews uh you know through this north american entity let's call it right um because it is you know there's the ashkenazi jews there's the Sephardic jews and then you know within that there's other cultures uh, other divisions too um um but i think like I, it is there's a lot more uniting than than separating so it's about you know maybe it is trying to start, you know, this reformation of Canadian Jewry, potentially. Interesting. You're always a visionary, man. You're always <laughs> a visionary. All right. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for coming on and uh, talking. Uh, I, I I enjoyed the conversation. No, absolutely, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next one, man. There's many more topics that we uh, usually uncover in the midst of the previous podcast. So yeah. Uh, let's keep it going, brother. Definitely. And thanks to everyone who is listening. That's Ariel. I'm David, and we're two Jews. Tune in next time.